everyone, and welcome to another episode of Thanks for the Lyrics, a weekly deep dive into a single line from a single Fall Out Boy song. I am James, your $15.99 host. I am your bleediest host, Tracy. And I'm your nose, Aaron. (laughs) (laughs) I thought we were going to increase prices until somebody hit $20, but... You know, I could have done that, but I was thinking earlier about what my intro was going to be. I'm just like, blood, bleed. I have to do it. You know what? I don't mind being everyone's nose. I couldn't play in the space with you, James, because I already came up with my own thing. Listen, that's fine. (laughs) She no-blooded you. That's very good. That's very good. Thank you. Nose-blooded? No, mm, but I nosed. I Mm. nose-butted you. I nosed you did. So, we are... (laughs) Doing good. We are uh, talking about the penultimate song from Folio Do. It is called $20 Nosebleed. And this is my favorite song on the album, it turns out. I found it. I found it, y'all. Interesting. I found it, and it's this one. So, okay. cool. Yeah. So we're talking about this song, $20 Nosebleed. I did not look it up at all to see if it was a reference to something. Um, I've always thought of it as, like, cheap cocaine. Mm. But that's just because Fall Out Boy drugs... It could also be like bad concert tickets. I'm like uh, I paid for a twenty dollar nosebleed. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty good. sure that it is in fact a drug reference. But yeah, I, I read that somewhere. Uh, this on Genius it says the song name refers to the drug mentioned in it, benzedrine, a form of amphetamine known to cause nosebleeds. Oh. At the oh, time okay, of this well, song's release, it was sold for about twenty dollars. Hence the title. Hmm. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, Fun. I like yours though, James too. I was like, well-constructed sentence, you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) What if you, like, paid for a fight club, and you got your ass handed to you, and you're like, this was just, like, a $20 nosebleed? Like, I paid $20 to just have your nose bloodied? That's another thing. But nope, uh, Ben's a dream. So. James, have you ever... have you ever thought about writing a movie that's like based on Fall Out Boy lyrics, but not explicitly about Fall Out Boy? It's just a bunch of Fall Out Boy references? Like a Fall Out Boy jukebox musical? Sure. I mean, yeah, right now, for sure. Okay, cool. For now, yeah. Subscribe to our Patreon, and uh, <laughs> well, you'll be the first to hear James' Fallout Boy jukebox musical. Jimmy well, walks up that's to the a promise. <laughs> Have you ever wanted to disappear, folks? <laughs> Chewy? It would be a Star Wars thing? Jimmy? Jimmy, what? got it, got it, Wait, got it. I thought hear? you said Chewy walks up to the bar. <laughs> Chewbacca. <laughs> I was like, I mean, I guess that's kind of. Why don't you write it? <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon for Tracy's jukebox musical based on Fallout Boy, <laughs> featuring Chewbacca from Star Wars. Featuring, featuring Chewbacca. Chewbacca. <laughs> I'm telling you, it saves on a lot of writing. It's just Chewy and it's Groot, and that's it. Yes, but uh, yeah, all yeah, of the uh, everything you save on writing, you have to spend to pay off uh, Disney, who will suit you for, for sure. sure, for absolute <laughs> sure. Um, let me just see if there's anything uh, production-wise, just real quick. Oh yeah, nope. <laughs> it's just featuring Brendan Urie, so now we have some lyrics. Except I have a quote. Yes, from Patrick Stump, who told Pop Buzz at some point. It does. A genius does not say when. <laughs> Um, my favorite thing about that recording is that, yeah, so we did sing into either sides of the same microphone. It was a U48, so it could go two-sided, but the problem is that it's the same level, physically. 
I am <laughs> shorter than Brendan. So I sang that whole song standing on like an apple box is what they call it. Aww. It was really neat. And Pete is like, yeah, it's really great. That's so neat. And the whole time I'm singing like, wow, I am a short man. <laughs> They're all that's really amazing, short, which is really funny because like you look at a picture of the band together and they're all like the same height and you're like, yes, right, men, yeah. average men, <laughs> you uh-huh. know, you know, not tall or short, just people. And then like you right. see them next to other people and you're like, you know, they are really short actually. <laughs> I've never <laughs> actually like thought about the fact that they are all about the same height because like I know yeah. Pete and Patrick are not tall people; they're like no. five six. But I'm in my head, then I'm five yeah. seven. Yeah. I'm I hover between five six and five seven depending on how much I'm slouching. Okay. Um <laughs> But it for some reason in my head, Andy and Joe were taller, but now that I'm thinking about it, no, they're all about the same I picture Joe was really tall too, but I think it was because he had big hair. Yeah, Joe has like tall gangly man energy. Yes. Yep. But I think that he probably reached that in, like, fifth grade and then just didn't grow anymore. He was, like, the tall, skinny, gangly, awkward kid in fifth grade. And then everyone else caught up and surpassed, and he didn't. Yeah. Huh. It's a curse. Okay, so we do have a lyric. We do have a lyric now. I'm talking about. Um, You're probably wondering when that was going to happen, but that's okay. And you're like, wow, a little bit early. (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) Like, they actually said it within the first half of the show. Okay, here it is. When I look at the man who would be king, the man who would be king goes to the desert, the same war his dad rehearsed, came back with flags on coffins and said, we won. Oh, we won. When I look at the man who would be king, the man who would be king goes to the desert, the same war his dad rehearsed, came back with flags on coffins and said, we won. When we started this talking about this album and uh, Pete and Patrick, Pete and or Patrick, Petrick, um, Pat, we're talking about how this is like a political album and stuff. Mm-hmm. Found it, yeah, found it. Yeah. <laughs> We've been missing all the other George Bush analogies. Right, right, right. So apparently, according to Genius, The Man Who Would Be King is also a Rudyard Kipling story. Yeah. There was a movie made of it starring Sean Connery and Michael Caine. Oh, interesting. Um, Did you research it at all, James, but beyond that? Apparently it is a story about two British adventurers who became kings of Kafiristan, which is a part of Afghanistan, and comments on British imperialism at the time. I did have that on video cassette for about... 10, 15 years before I ever watched it because it looked super boring. Mm. So. Oh, okay. How was it? It was not bad. It was fine. Oh, okay. It was like the 80s, early 80s, I think. Mm-hmm. All right. I think that, I think that um, The Man Who Would Be King as a movie reference is, is interesting given it's about Western kind of colonizers coming to the Middle East. Mm-hmm. I had not thought about that aspect before. That's pretty that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Cuz it's the same thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Except they're British and not American. So This podcast has made me realize that whether he's well versed in just a lot of stuff or just has like a passing knowledge of it, Pete's brain is like an encyclopedia. Yeah. Like 
to be able to not only pull the name of a movie, The Man Who Would Be King, into a song, but have it also be a reference to something that was similar to what was happening in real life at the time. Like, that's... That's like yeah. some next level shit to me. I'm like, yeah, that, that for sure. requires a knowledge of current events and past events and right. media and like, wow. Yeah. Well, just all the references they make that you don't have to understand to appreciate the song. Like there's other yes. sure. conclusions and interpretations you can draw from Man Who Would Be King, especially in this yeah. context. And you don't right. have to know what the movie is at all. It's just like, oh, yeah. sure. I'm like, that's George Bush being the president. Yeah. Man Who Would Be King Goes to the Desert. That is the uh, the second Iraq war um, mm-hmm. slash Afghanistan war. Also, the fact that it's Af- Afghanistan when, and the Man Who Would Be King is interesting, too, because we were yeah. also over there. Yeah. <clears throat> and then the same war his dad rehearsed is... That's where... You, that's in... From a period of about... Well, probably weirdly 2000 to about 2008, if you refer to anyone's dad as doing the same thing, you're making a, a George W. Bush reference, yeah. which is yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. It's a nice little, like, you can, it's a little marker that you can tell. Yeah, it's weird because, like, I I think uh, James and I, at least, I don't know about you, Tracy, but James and I, at least, are in, like, right smack in that sweet spot where we have memory, in theory, of both Bush presidencies, but for mm-hmm. me at least, I won't speak for James, but for me at least, they were the same presidency. Like, I realized mm-hmm. that Clinton had two terms in between, but in my head, Bush and Bush were the same and happened, mm-hmm. I think, at the same time as the the second Bush presidency, because that's the one I have clearer memories of. Interesting. But, mm-hmm. yeah, like, they're, we're, like, we're kind of right in that sweet spot of being able to remember both of those presidencies and both of those wars happening Mm -hmm. yeah even though for the first one we were too young to really grasp exactly what it entailed and meant there's a song by bad religion that came out in 1992 called heaven is falling that says uh, as i walk beneath the valley i shall fear no evil for thanks to king george and his rainbow cabinet Uh, today murder is legal um very good bad religion lyrics there was a compilation called Rock Against Bush, which was to fund like fundraisers against the re-election of George Bush in 2004. Okay. Um, and Bush the Ataris, Jr. Bush, yeah, W, yeah. Uh, the Ataris covered that on, on that comp. And I didn't realize it was a cover because there, I was like, King George, of course, that's going to be mm. about W. Right. Without realizing that they were, they could use it. Again, the cover could be apt applicable Jeez. again. <laughs> That's really wild to look, to think about. To think about yeah. how how much those two presidencies mirrored each other in like yeah. every way. Yeah. Who is the president? What is their? What is his name? George W. Bush uh, fulfilling the uh, the the rehearsal that his dad did, and uh, then also. Uh, there's a reference, I think, to the mission accomplished banner on that. Uh, do you remember that when he oh, got the yeah. he went to the the aircraft carrier and they, he like said mission accomplished and it was like not yeah. done yeah. with anything. I, yeah. But he had a banner behind him that said mission accomplished. So it's like we won. Oh, we won is sort of a 
Well, I mean, if you have a banner, I think that makes it true, right? Yeah. I mean, that is true. I mean, that is the ban- the world science. banner rule. They don't, yeah, they exactly. They really don't let you exactly. get banners unless you only print correct things on them. <laughs> That's true. God, Not just so anybody helpful. can print up a banner on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> some laws, there's some, there's some wishy-washy can kind of bend them. Not the banner law. Not the banner law. <laughs> <laughs> you're nope. gonna carry that banner you're gonna do it for real <laughs> right right um i i love this line the last one um and i just i like how forward they're being here and it's very yeah. biting like oh yeah you mm-hmm. killed a bunch of young people and now you're trying to convince us that we won like sure sure right. sure 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 like right yeah. it fits in with so much of the of the actually the pop punk music that I was mm-hmm. listening to in in around two thousand three two thousand four, the idea of like you're at war for all the wrong reasons right. and all this stuff, yeah. um, and so it it was kind of a cool a cool thing to find on this two thousand eight Fall Out Boy album, and so that's right. why. And then also Brendan Urie kills the vocals on his part too, but it was fun to find like a very protest song at the end of this album. Yeah. Can I say, I did not realize that Brendan Urie was on this song until we were talking about it for this podcast. Kind of same. Really? I just thought Patrick was like banging up that one part of the vocal yeah. really, really well. Like he really hit that one part. Yeah. I th- And I don't know if that is just me not being a musically inclined person uh-huh. and being mildly, like literally tone deaf. Like I can't tell certain tones from one another. Right. Like if if I'm listening to a song and you ask me to say what instruments are in it, I'm like I can't tell you unless I mean, it is hard. literally like yeah. a like just a piano. Like or the drums. So if we had our cameras. If it's off just right the now? drums, then yes. But if there's like you could it, a piano and drums you'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> well no, piano and drums crushing. I could probably tell the difference. <laughs> okay. But I there's know. a lot of time where I'm like, is that drums or a bass guitar? I don't yeah. know. Right. Really fair. Is things. that two guitars or one guitar? I don't know. I think some of the, I I think some of that has to do with just you you, if you were like that. in the industry, I sure. think you'd be able to tell more. Sure. But I think Patrick and Brendan have similar enough tonalities of for oh, sure. Voice. Brendan Yuri has confused his own voice with Patrick's before. Like, <laughs> oh, has he really? Okay, well, that makes me feel better about that. Anecdote. I don't like. It was like he was somewhere, and a Panic at the Disco song came on, and he's like, "Hey, is that Fall Out Boy?" He's like, "No, that's me." <laughs> <laughs> now, see, if a Fall Out Boy song had come on, he's like, "I don't remember recording this. Was I drunk?" That would be different. Be but if better. he's like. If it's a song that he has sung how many times and he's like, right. is this Fall Out Boy? <laughs> that, that delights me to no end. I love it. If I that's love Brendan true. I just, I need to put the disclaimer on everything. I don't fact check ever and I'm impressionable. Sure. I do need that one to be true though. I'm one of the worst people. I'm, the, I'm, I represent <laughs> Dis- the disagree. downfall of America. <laughs> Oh, well, zero. I'm not sure I agree with that. Okay. Yeah, there's a George, lot. You're of not push. even the worst person in your house right now. Wait, so what? like. Oh, that's just mean to Daisy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Daisy and I are having uh, beef. So, oh, well. um, I also think that I, when I was listening to this, I um, was used to Fever You Can't Sweat Out, mm. Brendan Urie, which was less croony. Mm-hmm. And I was used to 
Patrick sort of doing a croony situation. Sure. And that's my excuse. Mm-hmm. So that's that. Um, now, next week, we're going to get to a track that even though I know there's a guest vocalist on it, I'm not positive that I could be like, and she's right here. This is the part that she's singing. Literally on. found that out while I was searching Genius for lyrics right yeah. before we started recording. Yeah. Don't believe it. So. Pretty sure there's no guest so. artist. We're teasing it's next weird. this conversation. It's <laughs> Yeah. It's weird when when you have a guest artist. Like, okay, so let's like this versus Lil Wayne on one or two tracks yeah. ago. Sure. It's clearly Brendan Urie. They let him have his own thing mm-hmm. and do his Brendan Urie thing. They did the same with Lil Wayne, but because I'm not used to that being what Lil Wayne sounds like, I don't think I clocked that as being not Fall Out Boy either, which is wild. Same. Like, what did I think was happening? I. What song was that? Have you two ever was listened that... to music ever in your life? Just kidding. James, obviously. Listen. Was that Tiffany Blues listen. or Whams? I think that was Whams. I think I haven't listened to the episode yet for some reason, but um, okay, hold on. I think <laughs> I need to go back and find. I've been distracted. I'm so sorry. <laughs> By what? Um, hold on. I don't know what. I don't know if it was Wham's because I'm not seeing anything about. I think it was I before. I think it was the the no. It yeah. was Tiffany Blues, yep. Okay, hold on, because I want to go find out what part it was. City. Hey, I also, um, while Aaron finds that, uh, Folia Do kind of applies here, too, with, like, the two George Bushes both doing crazy stuff. Kind of oh, like a, yeah. an insanity shared by two. I'm sorry, I missed what you were saying, because I was thinking about it's Lil okay. Wayne on this. Of, on a that. classic. classic. Ugh, again? Yeah, again. <laughs> intervention he's like auto he's a, he's like the auto-tune part yeah it's like I, think, so I can voice. see why i just assumed that it was patrick auto-tuned yeah. wow because so. it never occurred to me that it would be another person i pretty much assume that no one but patrick <laughs> sings on these songs until proven otherwise and then if, uh, if, if it sounds different i'm like maybe they let one of the other band <laughs> sing on there's like, like a spoken word thing at the one, end of one of the songs on this album yeah. that and that's Pete. Is that's Pete. for sure. And I'm like, Pete. that's, that's definitely Pete because I know what yeah. Pete sounds like. Mm-hmm. Right. I not that I obsessively watch interviews with Pete Wentz or anything. <laughs> the last song on on one of the Special Pumpkins albums, they each got a part to sing. Like even like the drummer and bass player that never ever sang on anything else sang on this part. So it was like, ah, this is what the four of them mm-hmm. sound like. Okay. So whenever I hear a song when that doesn't have the voice i'm used to hearing my immediate unless it's like what i would identify as like a like a woman's voice i'm like and there's no woman in the band mm-hmm. i'm basically like it's probably someone whose voice i'm just not used to yeah. doing something on save rock and roll to further preview none of those guest stars all of those guest appearances are so clearly you can tell that they're not right. the same style or or anything Elton John being the closest to Patrick, which basically is because Patrick cribbed a lot of his style from Elton John. Right, and I think that's why, again, it it didn't occur to me that it would be someone else because it sounds just enough like Patrick. And I'm not as familiar with Elton John as somebody who is more into music than I am. Right. Um, Like, my my, I I hear Elton John and I think, oh, the Lion King guy. So... (laughs) 
I do wonder if that's maybe a generational thing. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, yeah. I'm just enough older than you that, like, The Lion King came out in theaters when I was a kid, and I had never really... Because the next thing I think of is uh, Candle in the Wind. Okay. Specifically right. the Princess Diana version. Right. Candle in the Wind 97, yeah. Yeah. So... I, like, honestly, I didn't know a lot of Elton John songs were Elton John songs until I watched right. Rocket Man. And oh, I was yeah. like, right. this is an Elton John song? And Kevin is like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> so, like, Oh, I still have that. I've been listening to, I have put basically all of his discography on my list. And sometimes an album will come up and a song will come on. And I'm like, this is Elton John? Oh, my God. And it's something from, like, 1987 or something that I'm like, this is just... Something on soft rock radio. Yeah. That is now I now a song that I know is by Elton John. Yeah. So Okay, well that makes me feel a little bit better about Elton John yeah, being the Lion bad. King guy in my head. <laughs> don't feel bad. <laughs> no, don't feel don't feel bad because honestly it is kind of a weird <laughs> touchstone for me to not be like, oh right, Elton John, who has done such amazing songs such as like and then lists a bunch of Elton John rock. songs. Yeah. But no, for me to literally think of him in my head as the Lion King guy. Yeah. Gay icon Elton John. Not e- <laughs> it's the Lion King. Elton John, performer of most of the soundtrack for the Lion King. But to literally think of him as Lion King guy. All I, all I was saying was no one's going to be confusing Patrick Stump and Courtney Love's voice. Correct. Even if they don't know who Courtney Love is. Correct. That's all, that's all I was yeah. saying. Do any of you have anything else to say about $20 Nosebleed? I find this song extremely catchy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even though I think a lot of it feels kind of disjointed. Like the, the lyric that we chose doesn't feel like it goes with kind of the rest of the song. But it also kind of does feel like it goes with the rest of the song. Because most of the rest of the song is about like being on drugs. And right. the disjointedness feels like that is connected somehow. But yeah, like the ba 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 part is like so so yeah. catchy. I re- I really yeah. do like this song. The uh, the other thing that I like in this song, I'll probably cut this too. But it's like there's a line that he just stops saying and it goes back into the chorus yeah. and that cracks me up. Like it's like when I turn on the TV and and when I turn on the ba 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 like just goes right back into it and it's really funny yeah. to me. Drugs. 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 Yeah, so we have social media for this show. So we as a podcast are on Twitter at thanks for the lyrics pod. But you're going to take all those vowels and you're going to send them out to war. Ooh. And maybe they'll come back with flags on their coffins, maybe they won't. But the important thing is that the consonants are going to stay here in the homeland. No, that sounds gross. And say we yeah. won. The consonants are going to stay here and say we won. Right. And you can feel liars. gross about them if you want to. They're, yeah. They yeah. might be dirty liars. Mm-hmm. But individually, we can be found on Twitter. Tracy is at a deals warlock. Yeah. And Aaron is at unabashedly Aaron. And James is at unabashed Aaron. <laughs> yep, that's it. <laughs> yep. All right, so we'll see you next week. <laughs> oh, my God. And James. <laughs> got the part that isn't my name right and got the part that is my name wrong. Cool. <laughs> I love that she said James is at. Like, you just said the name. <laughs> I was looking at Aaron. I got all excited. I'm like, okay, I have to focus so I get this right. Because they're both doing such a good job. And Aaron's brought up a fun thing that we're doing. And I messed it up. Hey, I'm gonna do it no, you did great. 
James. Is that unabashed James? That is correct. That's right. And definitely, hey. that's definitely the only Twitter <laughs> handle that we have said for him on this episode. Yep. yep, absolutely. We are proud members of the Scavengers Network on Twitter at ScavengersNet. Uh, there is also a website, scavengersnetwork.com, where you can go find out about the other shows on the network. And we have a Patreon, which is patreon.com slash the Scavengers Network, where for $2 a month, you can get access to just a ton of great bonus content, including some from this episode. Probably. Almost certainly. Almost certainly. And so if you were interested in what we talked about that wasn't specifically related to this song, but just tangentially related enough to get us to that conversation, (laughs) for $2 a month, which is like the cost of like a third of a Frappuccino, Mm -hmm. you you can listen to that and you can listen to it as many times as you want, which is way better than a Frappuccino, which you can only drink one time. That's true. I mean, that's just math. That's, that's just, just math, math. Right there. And with that, I am going to bid you all fully adieu. Thanks. I like it. Fallout Boy. I like it. Thanks for the lyrics. I'm not even going to do something because Aaron did it so good. No, I have to. <laughs> God, I'm just so out of inspiration. Look at my potato first. Destruction. Oh, it's cute. Thank you. Um,. I'm just I the well is dry. You do you guys. want do you want me to do it? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Louis Armstrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's, That's the end. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. Do you wake up and find that it's later than it was when you last opened your eyes? Does every step forward seem to pull you away from where you just were? Do you feel like symptoms on pharmaceutical commercials are just specific enough to make the majority of listeners think that they need treatment? If this is you or someone you know, you may need the Scavengers Network Indie Podcast Showcase, SNPs, developed by the top minds at the Scavengers Network. SNPs is guaranteed to be a thing you can watch from May 21st through 23rd, 2021, on Twitch, Facebook, or at snipshowcase.com. Ask your doctor if SNPs is right for you, and also if they'd like to come over to your place to watch with you, if you have that kind of relationship. SNPs. It's the only podcast festival specifically designed to be what this ad was all about. SNPshowcase.com. That's S-N-I-P showcase.com. Side effects may include laughter, hunger, confusion, flexibilization, triumphs, and looking up words in the dictionary to see if they're real or someone just made them up, disorientation followed by immediate reorientation, dizziness, busyness, busyness, or floppy knuckles.